Before we dive into this week's episode, I just wanted to hit you up with a special announcement. So, um, I have just launched an ebook on blogging called Blog On, a starter kit for entrepreneurs. So, if uh, you've been looking for a little help with your setting up your blog and getting results and uh, you're not really sure where how to get started and you personally are an entrepreneur as many of you are then you'll definitely be really interested in this book so uh, you can find it over at gum.co slash blog on for entrepreneurs welcome to episode 18 of People Behind the Business, a show for small businesses with small teams and huge ambitions. I'm your host, Rosemary Richings. Rather than having a guest on today, uh, I wanted to just come on today and talk a little bit about some of the amazing ways that uh, some of my favorite small businesses are applying customer loyalty for free to uh, what they do, and then tie that in to using content marketing and things like social media to really just build on those relationships and translate those very real stories into an online sphere as well, so that you can not only give something back, and do little things in person that will make people remember your brand, but also so that you can translate that to the digital space as well, no matter what digital strategies you're currently using. I live in the city where I grew up, and what that basically means is that um, many of the small businesses I am the most intimately connected with are either ones that have a relationship that goes back as far as my childhood, or they have a, a connection to me that is much more recent than that. And I have had a few incredible incidences this week that relate to how small of a budget you really need and how little you need to spend just to keep someone coming back for more. So the first example I can think of is a coffee shop that my partner and I are really big fans of. Uh, it is just right down the street from us. It's called uh, Empire Espresso. And we go on average um, a minimum of once a week, sometimes more than that. It really just varies based on our schedules. So as you can probably imagine, the staff know us. Uh, the owner knows us, and really they're just used to us being around. So the other day after I had been at my co-working space all day long, I went to go buy coffee from Empire Espresso, and I was just tired enough that I forgot that 
you get a free cup of coffee with a bag of coffee. And even though she didn't need to remind me, uh, because, you know, in that case, I was the customer and I was there to make a purchase and etc. She made a point anyways of uh, reminding me and giving me a heads up and saying, you know what? Normally you get a free coffee with this, but here is a little coupon that the next time you stop by, you can get a free coffee with us. Now, what makes that so special is that she technically didn't have to do that. It was the end of the day for her. It wouldn't necessarily immediately make her profits, but she took the time to do that anyways. And what I think you as a business owner can learn from that is that the little, small, kind gestures towards the people who seem the most loyal, the people who have been subscribing for the longest, the people that are sharing all your content, the clients, everybody who falls under that category, they're the ones that every once in a while, you just need to show them your appreciation because that will cost a great deal of positive impact over the long term. Maybe it will just be a referral. Maybe they'll just like next time they have a friend that needs whatever you offer. They will say, wow, you should check this out. Maybe they'll become a client in the future. Or maybe they'll just share something you created and really just share it with someone who may not have discovered it on their own. And how much does that cost? Money-wise, costs absolutely nothing. But the return on investment that you get in return is equally as valuable. Now, I'm going to share with you another case. They're called Bacchus Roti Shop. They This week was their retirement, and it was very sad because uh, I grew up at there. I was raised on their food. My family is very intimately connected with their food. But, you know, life goes on. Uh, and sometimes people work hard and they're ready for retirement. And so I had a last roti with my family this week from them. And then um, my mother, who has been their customer for over 30 years now, um, who raised her children on their food and spent a large majority of her early career on with that food as the meal she would look forward to. She then was allowed to take home a ton of frozen rotis that would last. That months down the road, she could do the same thing she had done over 30 years ago and ever since with her family of heating them up whenever she's ready to do so, and sharing it with her family. And, you know, even though those former business owners, even though that probably took a lot of time, it was a lifetime reward that will never be forgotten. And, you know, the two, what those two things have in common is that 
it's just about recognizing loyalty and all it costs is time and you don't need to spend a penny to make it work. So next time you feel like it's so hard to stand out amongst the competition because there are all these major businesses spending Google ad dollars and with large advertising budgets and doing TV ads and etc. I want you to just remember one very important thing, and that's that making a personal connection, there's nothing more important than that. There's nothing more important than having that human element of rewarding loyalty, of rewarding people's love and appreciation for what you do. And I would argue, too, that that starts early on in the process as well. Uh, so I'm going to end this with one last example, and that is the tea sommelier that I visit regularly. You want to know what kept me coming back? You want to know what led to me going, you know what? This is the tea I need way more than any of the other hundreds of other options in my city. It was the fact that she would make the effort to remember. She would make the effort to pick up on all the subtle details of what people needed and use that encyclopedia expert level of knowledge that she has to instantly pick up on all the subtle details, to pick up on all the little, I like this kind of tea, I need tea for this, I, I'm experiencing this in my life, just to be the one solving problems and being present and offering that really one-on-one -on -one approach to treat customers as much more than just someone who is happening to pay for their services, as someone that matters, as someone where you actually care about little things that they mention, about all the little, did they switch jobs? What's up with their family? Have they been in hospital lately? All the little things and letting them continue with, to continuously know that you care, that they're loved, and that everything about what you represent is something that will always be there for them. Because at the end of the day, in this cold social media internet age, that's what people need. They need love, appreciation, and to feel like they really, truly belong. So I want you to consider really continuing to include that in every little way you put yourself out there, in every social media post, in every podcast episode, in every blog post, and really just be vulnerable with people. Include your personality in things. A great example of how I personally did that, how I included my personality in things, is through the first Medium Digest article that I published in a while. Um, I knew it was a good fit from a vulnerability standpoint because I, when I first published it, I felt this sense of just 
absolute fear. But weirdly enough, at the same time, it felt good. It felt right. It felt right to open up about something that hadn't gone right. So basically, the Medium Digest post, it was about my history of finding public speaking really hard. And yeah, I know uh, you are probably listening to that right now and going, but she's a podcaster. She's interviewed all these really cool people and been featured on all these Facebook lives and stuff like that. What does she mean? She has a history of finding public speaking really hard. It took me years to develop coping mechanisms for dealing with it. But yeah, I used to find that really hard. I used to feel just absolutely paralyzingly terrified when I had to go up and give a presentation in front of people. Or even just the simple act of going up to someone more senior than me and uh, introducing myself and saying what I do. And, you know, I dealed with that through just taking things like theater classes, through just biting the bullet and putting myself out there anyways, continuing to write, continuing to talk to people that I deeply admired and learn something from them and have them as things like clients and editors and things like that. And in time, I learned that's not a big deal, but I that Medium Digest article I wrote, it was about how even still I will have moments where I'll feel that sense of fear. It does sometimes pop up from time to time, and it's not necessarily someone's fault. It's never about how someone is behaving or even just the medium I'm talking through, but from time to time, I will feel that overwhelming fear. And uh, that Medium Digest article was about a bad time I had where I was meant to be on a podcast soon after I launched, sorry, soon before I launched my ebook. But when it came time to be on it, I just froze. I did. I absolutely froze. And, uh, it was weird because I am just as much of an expert as what I do as she is and what her audience does. But even though I am amazing at what I was talking about, I just froze and suddenly I was talking in circles and everything felt like a giant thing of repetition. And suddenly she was telling me that I sounded like I was about to like go into tears or something. And even I couldn't wrap my head around it. But then I said, I have come so far. I am going to be the bigger person and I'm not going to let this stop me. And as time passed, after a while, I said, you know what? I am going to be public about this. I am going to talk about the fact that this is something I have a history of struggling with and how I have used that to work with people who aren't the kinds you would see speaking at a conference or doing a TED Talk, but are amazing at what they do. And I encourage you to produce 
content that's equally as vulnerable. I think we as people, we um, it's so easy to use a medium like social media or a podcast episode or whatever it may be and feel that pressure to just seem like everything is great all the time. But just tell your story, um, offer value, but also make people feel like they really know you before they buy from you. A brand that does this really well that I'm a big fan of is Buffer, the social media app. They have a blog. And from when they first started, they would publish things like social media tips and productivity tips. But at the same time, they would have things like, what was their budget this year? They would come clean about a time where they were struggling financially and they had to let people go and they would report on their progress and they would sort of say what is working and isn't working. And even though people were very critical of that, um, the people, a lot of people responded really well to that as well. Like, I think the best thing we as business owners can do is just be transparent. Use our content marketing to not only teach people, but also to give them a sense of the person who is running and operating things. And I hope that as this podcast grows, you continue to get that viewpoint with not only me, but business owners I have on as well. And I am going to post some of these examples in the show notes as well, in case you want some inspiration on how you can be more transparent with your brand as well. Hey there, how would you feel about becoming a donor to the People Behind the Business podcast? If you loved what you heard on this week's episode, you totally can. Uh, over on patreon.com slash rosemaryrichings. There are amazing benefits such as one-on-one content creation coaching and shout outs on future episodes to either you or your organization. So if that sounds great, once again, my Patreon is patreon.com slash rosemaryrichings. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard and you would like to keep up to date on future episodes, hit the subscribe button on your podcast listening device. And I also have an active newsletter for podcast updates and etc. And the link for that is available in the show notes if you'd like to opt into that. And of course, tell all your friends and I'll see you soon on future episodes.